Hello, everyone. Let's talk week six of The Bachelorette. Katie is making major strides in her journey to find love as she cuts five guys from her roster. Some guy in Austin and I break down the episode by answering the questions that keep you coming back each week for more. For example, what is the ideal time frame to know someone before you get married? Eight hours? Ten hours? And who would win in a fight? The Canadian's pointy hair or James's hard hair? Who is Max and why is he wearing Connor's shirt? We also figure out our drag queen names because everyone should have that information handy. Oh, you don't know yours? Don't worry. There's an app for that. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 222 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin. We're going to talk about the halfway point of Katie's journey to find love, where they separate the men from the boys. I have a question for you, some guy in Austin. Will you be participating in Operation Wowo? Um, I don't know what that is, although I did, um, I did see it. I was um, uh, looking at my phone this morning when I woke up, and um, obviously because of my you know, activities, I get all the feet. My feed always has some, my news feed always has some bachelor stuff in it. And I did see yeah. Operation Wowo. So what, what does exactly that mean and stand for? Okay. It stands for week off, ink off, or uh, week off, off, depending where you live in the world. You know, kind of like theater with an ER or theater with an RE. That, it's like that, but not. I see. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I don't. I don't even know what to say. I mean, we, we talked either. about this. The, the whole sex forward thing has been contradicted by her past trauma mm-hmm. uh, that she's disclosed. So that's inconsistent. And then for Caitlin, you know, look for Caitlin to be talking about that—that's not unusual. But uh, for her to just show up at the mansion and drop that, and then for the guys to act like they're somehow upset about it. Yeah. Um, as if it's going to be monitored, you know, right. like, I mean, at any rate, I just, this show is jumping the shark. Harrison never would have had that conversation. No, no. Here's, here's my favorite part of the, the whole conversation. Katie has decided that she wants to challenge the guys. She's sitting with Caitlin and Tasha, and she said, I think it would be fun to challenge the guys that they can no longer participate or partake in self-care. And Caitlin goes, like, that you don't want them to take a shower? And then Tasha says, you don't want them to shave? Because they would never have gone in the direction that Katie went in. No, I'm talking about a handshake with themselves or something like that. And then Caitlin Bristow gets shocked. And how can you shock Caitlin Bristow? Yeah, I, the whole thing was disingenuous. I thought that obviously is set up. Katie looked uncomfortable talking about it. And to me, the way you know it was fake, it was so random. 
You know, it was yes. just, it was totally out of left field. There was something somebody thought of that might be a good idea. And it just never, it never took off. Mm-mm. Completely unnecessary. And then you're in prime time watching. I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it's like Love Island or something, you know, it's just taking a right turn. Mm-hmm. And then we get Caitlin going to the guys and saying, hey, Katie has this great idea. And she tells them about Operation Whoa, Whoa. And they all look at her exactly like you said, like what? And they were upset. And she said, you know, I hope everybody's taking care of themselves because it starts right now. And I'm with you. How was this monitored? And what does this prove? And why is this so dumb? But because this is The Bachelor, Bachelorette, we get this long list of all the guys giving us sexual innuendos for that act. And so I personally will never think of getting jiggy with it, the song, the same way. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Yeah, I, I don't really have. I mean, I was so put off by that whole thing. I just, I felt like an old lady. <laughs> I was permanently behind the couch, just going no, 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 no. Let's move on to Justin. He received a one-on-one. Do you think Justin is a dark horse? No. Really, I have him in the top four. Really? Well, you could be right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, he got a one-on-one date, which says a lot. Yeah, this late in the game. But did you think it was like, did you see sparks flying and, you know, I I don't know. Okay, that is a very good comment. I didn't see sparks fly necessarily. I didn't see a whole bunch of chemistry necessarily. I also think that they've edited Justin to be sort of boring but she likes him. So maybe we're getting some weird editing because there is so much chemistry. I will also say that on their date, which was a fake wedding, and she becomes emotional during this fake wedding because she has to walk herself down the aisle. And later we learn my dad won't be able to walk me on the aisle because he's passed away. But oh gosh, my mom just told me that I that's not my real dad. I have a biological dad who I mean, is alive. Like one thing after another with that, her. That's yes. So, many, so much baggage that's appearing this season. And that is a lot to yes. lay before another person who you yeah, don't trust in some way. Hour. Listen, here, here's the way it goes. I know we've known each other for 48 hours. This is really the first time we've ever technically been alone together. Oh, and by the way, we're going to fake get married. My dad died, but it's not my real dad. And my other dad wants to have a relationship with me. Go. I mean, it's just too much. And Go then, write you know, your vows, which is why Franco had to help him. Oh, God bless Franco de la Costa or whatever. His name. I love that guy. What was it? Was that a dress he had on? Or I'm was pretty that just- sure. Yes. I think it was a rainbow sequin dress. Well, I, I thought maybe it was sort of a long coat because Franco Lacosta is fond of the short shorts. Yes, he is. Yes. He, he and, might have had some that, short shorts on underneath there. Right. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then like some skorts maybe. Mm-hmm, and, and, then, mm-hmm. uh, and then Franco de la Costa does not like the socks. You can tell. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He likes Why velvet loafers, velvet loafers. I don't understand the eye makeup. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but And he's probably, I bet you that guy's like in his 70s. <laughs> 
He definitely owns a tanning bed or a spray tanning machine. (laughs) Tanning bed. He that guy owns like uh, you know a uh, a mirrored room at the the height of the sun every day. I mean that Mm -hmm. guy was like a piece of beef jerky. He's crispy for sure. If you had just met somebody and then they said, "Okay, we're going to go and we're going to dress up and get fake married," would you freak out? Oh, yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I don't want to fake marry anybody. No, I, I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Why not? It's fake. It's not real. You just you're putting on <laughs> like a, you know what I won't do that um, I think is the stupidest thing. You, you know about some of my my peccadillos. Like one would be the the restaurant shaped like a boat on dry land. I won't yes. do that. <laughs> um, but, but one of the other ones is like if you go to the carnival or whatever, and they have those like you dress up like a, a you you work in a saloon or something. Right. You know, like an old timey photo. I think that's the stupidest thing. I mean, you might it, that's close to restaurant shaped like a boat. I just think it's the dumbest. Really? That, yeah, it's just stupid. And that's what a fake wedding is like. Who cares? You know, like it's not mm-hmm. real. I don't know. I wouldn't get nervous about it. Well, if you can do the fake wedding, why can't you do the fake saloon? Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do either. I'm just saying, I just, if I were forced to do either, I wouldn't get nervous about it. What was your favorite part of your wedding? Um, my favorite part of my wedding was the reception. We had a great time. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, we kept the, the wedding simple. I got married in jeans and boots and a, a sport coat. And this is some guy wore boots under her wedding dress. And uh, we got married outdoors on a beautiful April day. And I thought the whole affair was was pleasant. The thing that I, I the way I would characterize my wedding is exactly how I would um, characterize my wife, which is elegant and simple. Mm-hmm. She's got a way about her that's just very, not ostentatious, but very simple and elegant. Like we remember we had those little flowers in the mason jars. That was all her doing. And yeah. Um, nice. It was a lovely wedding and everybody had so much fun. Yeah. Well, that's good. No one, nobody threw up or got, at least not until later. And uh, nobody got in a a fight. Like there were no like groomsmen beating up, you know, Mm -hmm. like bridesmaids, boyfriends or anything like that. Nothing, none of that drama went on. Although one of Mr. Some guy's best friends did get married and I had a physically break up a fight between one of the bridesmaids' boyfriends and one of the groomsmen on the dance floor. Really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. How exciting. I was also going to ask you what's the best wedding that you've ever been to? Um it was it was uh, I was a guest of a work person and I don't know who the people were that got married. And it was at the Four Seasons in Houston, and it was pretty uh, high end. And that mm-hmm. was a pretty fun wedding, I remember, because everything was free. I didn't know anybody, so it was impossible for me to embarrass myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting that yours was at the Four Seasons in Houston, because mine was at the Four Seasons oh, wow. in Houston. My favorite wedding was. Yes. And you want to know that? why? Yeah. Because they had rented the entire four seasons, the ballrooms, all the different ballrooms. And so every room you went in was a different food category. So if you wanted Mexican, it's over there. If you wanted comfort food, it's over there. If you wanted sushi, it's over there. And they had a whole room dedicated to mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Um, I remembered it my entire life. They served them in martini glasses. Mashed potatoes. 
Oh, yes. It was so great. Just regular mashed potatoes or purple mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes. And then here's some butter and here's some chives. And here's one I went to had a, um, they had like these towers of cupcakes. And Mm. they were like these tiny little like bite sized cupcakes. And uh, they were in all different flavors with decorations and they looked really expensive. And uh, remember I told you a couple weeks ago that I didn't realize that that um, red velvet was actually dyed chocolate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that was one of the first places I actually ate red velvet. This was years ago. I ate red velvet and I thought, wow, this is delicious. It never occurred to me that that was chocolate. <laughs> I, I love so that like, that still blows your mind. <laughs> that, well, I'm embarrassed by it because it just seems obvious <laughs> now that it's just red chocolate. How many weddings have you been in? Been in? Yeah. You know, I spared that. I bet you I've been in half a dozen. I was a best man in a couple of weddings and then just a groomsman in a few. I, I ushed. I was an usher in what is oh. ushed a verb. Yeah, you ushed the crap out of that wedding. Yeah, I did. I just ushed uh, quite a bit. Bride side, groom side <laughs> um, type of thing. I did that in one or two weddings, but yeah, probably. Did y'all have that? Did y'all separate into bride and groom side? No, I remember ours was really informal. It was just like sit down wherever. And we had a great time. It was not, you know, there's no structure to it. That was one of my requirements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just was, I was wondering, I didn't remember. I remember a wine barrel Mm -hmm. that was like the corner of the aisle you walked down or something. I remember that. We got got married at a winery. Um, Yeah. We went there last weekend, as a matter of fact. Oh, how fun. Yeah, a little walk I, down maybe. Oh, did y'all renew your vows? No, maybe, maybe on like a significant anniversary, like a 10 year or something. But no, I'm not I'm not all into that. What year are you on? Seven? Eight. Eight. Um, <laughs> whenever I went to your wedding, I wore a purple dress and I hadn't tried it on out, or I hadn't walked around in it outside and I don't know why I tried it on and went outside for something and it the skirt flew up Marilyn Monroe style just being outside <laughs> so I had to go and have a seamstress sew in washers to the bottom of my dress to keep it down <laughs> really? yep <laughs> washers washers that's what she said bring washers Okay. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't mm-hmm. have a dance floor by your washer. That would have I'm, that would have I'm just glad because I knew maybe someone did say go outside and make sure you can't see through it because the wedding is outside. I don't know yeah. what made me go or someone told me to go and it just flew up and I thought, well, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So well, I'm I had glad to you solved that problem first. Me too. Me too. Okay. Let's get to the best part. Here. The dress is flying up. (laughs) Let's get to the best part of Justin's date. They go to dinner. She tells them about her dad. She gives him the rose. And then they go into the adjacent room. And there is Max waiting to serenade them. Just Max. Max. Just him. No no period. No Mm -mm. question mark. Just Mm -mm. Max. No No Max and the fill in the blanks. Nothing. No no Max plus Shay. No. (laughs) No Max minus Shay. Just Max. Now, 
I think Max needs to calm down because one does not reach a status in the musical industry, the music industry, to have just a one name and without a surname unless you've reached iconic status. Amen. So like Cher, I'm saying, or- yes, Cher, Madonna. Yep. I'm going to throw Celine in there. I'm going to throw Reba in there. I'm going to throw yep. Adele and Beyonce in there. Max needs to calm down. About Garth, Garth for sure, for sure. I just don't understand who Max thinks he is. And do you think Max borrowed a shirt from Connor the cat? I, <laughs> I think he did. I think Max maybe got his dry cleaning mixed up. Um, I don't know. Did looked, you uh, did you take the time to Google Max? No, I didn't. I didn't either. Did. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I Googled the guy from last week, Lane Hardy. You know what it's going to say? It's going to say like, there are 40 million hits. Please narrow your search. I mean, it's such, right. such a big... There's probably Mad Max came up, Beyond the Thunderdome, Max yeah. Headroom. I don't know how I pulled that from my 80s brain. Well, I was thinking um, when you lift, well, when you, you do a particular lift, as much weight as you can actually manage is your max. Oh. Your Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in a gifted and talented group in elementary school called Max. What did that stand for? Don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. So I, I did just Google him. Okay, tell me. Uh, Maxwell George Schneider. Ah. Uh, born, born in 1992. Um, listen to this. Better known as the mononym Max, all caps. Mm. Is an American mm-hmm. singer-songwriter. Um, and he his single, Lights Down Low, which I'm assuming is the one he did last night, okay. um, went double platinum in the U.S., Canada, and gold in Australia. No, I've never heard of this guy. Okay. Yeah. His, his so, other song is Love Me Less. Um, sure. Never heard of it. Uh, Best New Pop Artist by iHeartRadio. Max. Really? Max is somebody. Max know? is somebody. That's yeah. very good for you, Max. Very and good. I'm very proud. I think you're going to rethink your your fandom because mm. uh, Max's uh, instruments he plays, vocals, mm. of course. Harmonica. We, we got that a little last night. Uh, Max plays the piano and the keyboards, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. But Max is also proficient in the ukulele. Ooh, I like it. Just yeah. like Connor the Cat, they're best friends. So we've got Lane Hardy and Max this season. M A X mm-hmm. capital M capital A capital X. Yeah, all caps. You got to put it in all caps. Max. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad we know now. We'll be on the lookout for Max and Lane Hardy and Connor the Cat whenever he gets Does his that mean record deal. That somebody could sell literally. Uh, so plat, d- platinum is what half a million. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's half a million. So platinum is half a million. So this guy sold a million. <laughs> million records in the United States and Canada and 500,000 in Australia. And you and I have never heard of him. We've never heard of him. I think we're old. Are we old? Yeah. Because when you said he was born in 92, I just went, oh. I mean, it still makes him 30 or 29 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's making it happen. He's living the dream. You go, Max. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Max. Okay. Let's talk about the group date. It was drag queens. And yeah. here's what I think was the purpose that didn't really stick. I believe the drag queens, I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, 
So I'm guessing on all of this, but I think what they were supposed to do, the drag queens understand throwing shade and the drag queens can pick out people who aren't being true to themselves or something along those lines. And so what was supposed to happen is all the guys were supposed to roast each other in front of the drag queens and probably get some sort of praise from them, but no one technically did it at the beginning. They just were trying to prove to Katie why they were awesome. And so that no, made no one, the drag queens angry. And no one took the bait. Um, right. I think it was, they were supposed to all insult Hunter. Hunter was supposed to get mad. Um, and then that was supposed to be the end of it. But he took the high road and all of them also seemed to take the high road because they couldn't think of anything funny. Um, but here's my question, though, and I need a, I need a, I need a uh, ironically a straight answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the first time that drag queens have been on the show, remember? Mm-hmm. And there's always sort of this you, you sort of alluded to it this this mystique around drag queens that they're supposed to be imbued with some sort of secret relationship knowledge, mm-hmm. and I just fail to see the connection between being a drag queen and really understanding what will make Katie happy. Yeah. I don't, I, I think, I don't know. I think what actually Are happened. Like leprechauns? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Some, somebody called Hunter a leprechaun. Um, I think that t- in, two things happened in there. The Canadian with the Mockingjay tattoos, he said, Hunter, you have a top four, which is, ironic or you have yourself in the top four which is ironic because I have you in my bottom four now the reason why he said that is because earlier in the episode Connor I mean Hunter says we see it on the camera he tells Greg yeah I think you me and Connor in the top four and Greg just looks at him like what are you saying dude Greg understands nothing he doesn't understand anything which makes everyone believe that Hunter is this fanboy and he knows the system and he's trying to work the system. So I don't know if it was Greg who told the others or if Hunter's just being dumb enough to go around. But then he says, no, I didn't say that, which you want to say, roll the tape. Then later, yes, later on this date, he's talking to one of the drag queens and she says, do you like Hunt? I mean, do you like Katie? Do you feel like there's something there? And he says, I don't want to cheapen it right now because it's so soon. But then whenever he's on the podium, he professes his love for her and says he's falling in love to which Trey says, well, that's not what you just told the drag queen five minutes ago. So I think that. Katie is hearing this and she even tells everybody, oh, this is bothering me that everybody's because Aaron jumped on Hunter and then James jumped on Hunter and then Trey's jumping on Hunter. But if you notice all these names that I'm saying, they did not get a rose last night. The whole thing was awkward because no one wanted to play along. Right. The drag queen seemed very um, put off. Right. And then I think Greg, God bless him, is he's doing what he should do. He's staying focused on himself and Katie. And so he's the wrong guy to bring into any of that because he doesn't really get into it. Yeah. Um, Hunter, that whole thing was false, I think. I think he's a chotch, but yeah. he, 
he checked himself. I think he saw what was coming and he was, he, he allowed, uh, I think he, he shifted gears before he was completely humiliated. Uh, he still got sent home, which was weird because Katie picked up the rose and said, come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the decision was made at that point and they were going to crucify him. It didn't work. And the day was a flop, just like the yeah. episode. Did you see, um, James, you know, we, we're going to get to him, but, um, uh, his hair didn't move again, third week in a row, fourth week in a row, his hair hasn't moved. Um, did you notice the uh, signature turtleneck? I did. Connor actually borrowed the uh, very thin gold chain this week to sport with his, um, mm-hmm. his getting dumped outfit. His deep V, his deep V. I just looked up a drag queen name generator. Would you like to know yours? <laughs> sure. If I ever decide okay. to go that route, I would like to know what my name should be. Okay. It's Dame Sequence Wild. Oh, okay. It doesn't What's roll your... off the tongue. Mine is Madam Charity O'Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that may actually be appropriate. <laughs> you forget the okay. dragon thing. Maybe you should just look into a name change, you know, when you when you years on the blog here. I mean, on the uh, on the podcast, you know, when when you get picked. I'm your host, Charity O'Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Sequence Wild, and we're going to talk about the cocktail party after the drag race. She has some sweet alone time with Michael, who thanks her because he enjoyed the verbal combat <laughs> that was the, I don't know. Anyway. I'm bless his heart. I just, I do want to bless his heart. And I think he's so great. Andrew says, I'm starting to feel stuff for you. Greg reminds her once again that this is so hard. And he says that he can't read her. And she says, ask me anything. And he says, how are you feeling? She says, I feel like I'm falling for you. So he got some validation. And then Blake, they spend their time talking about how he's the master of his domain and how often he does that. And then they make out, which is unfortunate. And then Aaron, James, and Trey only talk about Hunter. And then she asks for Hunter and Hunter can't really tell her anything he's kind of saying i'm sorry you feel that way and then she goes and throws up in the bathroom yeah that was very weird i mean if anything warranted uh physical sick i mean they don't they're not eating the food because it's all fake food right they can't eat Mm -hmm. on the date so maybe she was just hungry i think she might have been drunk Because she looked a little glassy-eyed to me. Speaking of glassy-eyed, did you see the close-up of uh, Caitlin? Um, man, oh man, it looks like they they took her head and just installed a zipper in the back of it. I yeah. mean, it just, <laughs> it's just—it's a shit. You know, it's one thing to get a little pinch or a little tuck, you know, when you. Mm-hmm. When, but it's another thing to ruin your face when you're in your twenties. And I just—I agree. It just looks artificial to me. It's very plastic. Yeah, it's just, uh, and I'm not, there's no judgment. I mean, I don't really, uh, you know, have any sort of objection to plastic surgery, but it has to be tastefully done, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's so obvious that she's had a lot of work that I just think it ruins her appearance. Yeah, I agree. It's anyway. it's bad because whenever she, her eyes get really big, 
whenever you don't have your eyebrows to go up with that motion, that facial expression, you look creepy. Yeah, or, and, or a wrinkled mm. forehead. I mean, it looks like right. you ice skate on her forehead. <laughs> if, if you wanted to. If you wanted to. And then uh, Jason Tartik showed up later uh, to grill with uh, Connor on that date, remember? Yeah, let's talk about that. Connor gets the second one-on-one, and he is delighted. And I think it was kind of meh that she makes it a double date with Caitlin and Jason. They're engaged. Jason was on Becca's season, I believe. But he met Caitlin through her podcast, and so now they're engaged. And I think it was, well, I figured it out by the end, but I thought that's not very fair. He doesn't get any alone time with her. Why is she wasting this date to be a double date? Well, she was wanting Jason and Caitlin to feel Connor out and to see if they thought he was a great guy or any, because if you noticed whenever they, Jason and Caitlin are creepily watching Connor and Katie just have a conversation Caitlin says he has to kiss her so she will know. And it has to be a good kiss. He yeah, has we, to we kiss her. Coming. We knew it we was did. coming. Yeah. We did. I did not expect, though. I, I hate it whenever. So they did the swelling music, and then he finally kissed her, and Caitlin and Jason are excited. And, oh, you think this is great. And then he goes to get ready for his date, and she arrives in jeans and a sweatshirt. He's all moneyed up. He's got his, you know, his blue suit on with his silk shirt and his his chainy bar from James. <laughs> you know he smelled like a bucket of roses too. He and did. He did. He's it's so ready. Yeah, it's a bad sign when your date for the evening shows up in jeans and a hoodie <laughs> crying. But this is the saddest part is that she doesn't say anything. He comes in and he's comforting her because I'm sure he's thinking – I just have a migraine and I can't go out tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> or I just found out that my cat died and I need right. some. He was not expecting. I wanted a spark in our kiss and I didn't get one. Well, but he, he did say, he goes, she was crying and she couldn't talk. And she kept saying, I'm sorry. And I don't know if you noticed, because yeah. he said, I know what direction this is going and it's okay. Yes. yes. So he, Which he was realized. very generous of him. Well, what do you do at that point, right? I know, and, I know. And I was happy that um, he he took it in stride. You know, he 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 cried, but he didn't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he had a realistic um, reaction to it. You know, I was lucky to meet her. I'm really sorry it didn't work out. So there was no irrational, you know, like Hunter, like F you and all that stuff. Um, right. Didn't overreact. He saved face. His kids are going to be able to look at him and say, even though you're a bad kisser, you're still a good teacher. Um, and so he saved himself. And he also, I think, preserved a potential spot on a future Bachelor franchise. You know, yes. I don't know if you listen to your heart. I mean, he's a musically talented guy. Oh, that's true. He and Max uh, or, could team up. He and Matt, yeah, Matt, he could cover a Max song um, <laughs> on Listen to Your Heart. <laughs> My favorite part of his Lane, rejection Lane, was Lane Beardley or whatever his name. What's his name? Lane Hardy. Lane, Lane Hardy. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite part of his rejection was when he went to the boys and told them, Hey guys, I'm out of here. And everyone starts crying. Every single one of them starts crying, which says a lot about Connor, that he is a great guy. 
Well, I, I, I thought, um, first of all, who has a green suitcase? Nobody. Um, <laughs> but he had to take his own suitcase. And then instead of going to the limo, they, they liked him enough to let him say goodbye. I thought Trey, I mean, Trey looked like uh, Marlon Brando when he's upset in Street Fighter and Desire. I mean, he was on his knees, like tearing his shirt, crying. He was Connor. so upset. Yeah, exactly. Stella. He was so upset that Connor was leaving. Um, yeah. I thought those two might rot off in the sunset together. Mm. Greg too. Greg was upset. Yeah. Hey, they're going to be, he and Trey will be on the same flight home off, yeah. you know, so maybe, well, I don't you, know. You think Trey got sent home because of his jacket choice at the rose ceremony? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that was a little much. I think that Trey has a good chance to be on Bachelor in Paradise too, because he's funny. You know, they came out with the cast. So yeah, you sent me the the list of cast members and I am, and I'm really embarrassed to say, but I'm admitting I probably recognize one or two of them vaguely. I don't know who any of those people are. Mm-hmm. Queen what? Victoria looks like an entirely different person. She's lost yeah. 25 pounds and had some work done. Yeah. Remember I told you, in fact, if, if you go back three or four podcasts, um, you asked me if she would be on Bachelor in Paradise. And I said, that's the perfect opportunity for her to, to, mm-hmm. to you know, establish herself in a different way it looks like she mm-hmm. took my advice so that's good yeah She's you gotta rebranding. come in. yeah i mean if you're going to look here's the deal it may seem vain and it may seem ridiculous but if you're going on any show for any period of time where you're going to run around in a bathing suit and make out i think you got to do the work before you get there you got to mm-hmm. come in you know in shape okay so connor is weeping in the arms of all of his bros katie is weeping in her room in her sweats and mascara is running down her face and then all of a sudden she hears music is john it max cusack shows up. no i Thank actually you. thought john it was cusack shows up with yeah. it's blake with his boombox playing what well, first of all, there was no song on that radio. They edited that in later. <laughs> they didn't know what song was going to be on there. Number one. Number two, I thought it should have been Max. I thought that would have been an excellent well, opportunity to showcase another one of his hits. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or perhaps, you know, feature a different arrangement, maybe an acoustic arrangement of his prior hit that he just performed. Um, well, but do you know who it was? No, I have no idea. Was that Lane Beardley? It, it was Lane Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Shazammed it. And it oh. was Lane Hardy. And it was the same song that they they danced to during their date when Lane Hardy was serenading uh-huh. them. And that's now their song. Apparently. That's their song now. It should have been what from Say Anything? Uh, in your eyes by Peter. In Gabriel. your eyes by Peter Gabriel. I guess they didn't have the rights to that, or they needed to throw Lane Hardy another bone. I'm not sure. Well, but, I don't think anyone was alive on the cast when that movie was out. Oh so. yeah, they have. No, I mean, there are tons of people who have no idea that was an iconic '80s movie moment. I don't yeah. even know if Blake knew what he was doing. No, he had no idea. He was just like, "I'm going to go take advantage of the situation." The other thing was um, she goes from being upset to um, like full-on Ari Emily makeout against the hotel wall. Um, and she's like, Connor who? And he's crying in the limo. And, you know, I mean, he's going to watch gonna, that back and be so yeah. sad. <laughs> he's going to write a sad song on his ukulele. And just be like, 
Connor, it's going to be called Connor's Lament. <laughs> and two of them are going to be about Greg, and two of them are going to be about Trey, and two of them are going to yeah. be about Katie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just uh, within ten minutes of you know, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, major makeout. Yeah. Mm. So now, I think Blake, Blake's the guy. I think, unfortunately. Okay, so he smart, right? It was it was good strategy. Yeah, I mean, look, I you know, you got to take every opportunity. Um, now, I found it curious that you know, obviously, he was put up to that. He didn't just manufacture a boombox with Lane Hart, Lane Beardley, or Lane Hartley. What was this? What's his name? Lane Hardy. Lane Hardy, uh, I'll get it sooner or later. Um, he didn't just, you know, that just didn't, that's just not something he packed in his carry on, you know, I sure. mean, he, he, you know, he was, he had assistance. So they, you know, they could have had him be the bad guy for doing that. But of course it's, you know, top secret that he gets to see extra time with Katie. So. Exactly. And she becomes so upset for the rose ceremony that she has decided, well, I wouldn't say upset. She is resolved at the rose ceremony. And she says, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a cocktail party. We're going straight to the rose ceremony. So, yep. Yep. So let me tell you who did not make it through Connor, the cat, obviously Aaron James with his hair Hunter and Trey. So that was five people who left, which leaves us with seven. Now here's my question for you. This is why I have Justin in my top four. Obviously Blake is in there. Yep. Obviously Greg is in there. And obviously Andrew is in there because she really likes Andrew, I think. So that leaves you with the fourth. That fourth is either going to be Michael, the dad, who we know self-eliminates. Yep. He takes himself out of the game. Then you have the Canadian with the Mockingjay tattoo. No. Yeah. And then you have Mike P, the virgin. And then you have Justin. So by process of elimination, it has to be Justin, right? I I think it's between Mike P, the virgin, and Justin. Okay. Well, see, I think she probably wanted Michael as her fourth and he leaves. And so she has to, she has to get a JV in there. And then this is what I think happens. She really likes Blake. She really likes Greg and she really likes Andrew. I think Andrew's in third place. And I think Greg and Blake go back and forth. What happens to Greg, I believe is that he becomes that guy because he knows nothing about the show. He becomes that guy who says, how can you love Blake and love me? At the same time, I'm nothing like him. And so I think mm-hmm. that rattles her. And then I think Blake never says, I love you. So she's just yeah, looking around. And just, I, I just, I, I didn't tell her I loved her. I just told her mm-hmm. I didn't love her. Like that. Yep. Which is two different things, right? So I think if Blake is dumb enough to look her in the face and say, I don't love you, um, that's going to cause some tears. Um, yes. But if he says something like, you're special too, and I'm not there yet, or I'm still afraid for falling for you because I know it'd be forever, you know, something, something like a, where, where she has a soft place to land. Right. Um, that might be a good move, but it's going to cause, it'd be like a grenade if, uh, if he says, I don't love you. And I think that's might what, that might be what happens. And then you said there's some mysterious lady with eye makeup that gives mm-hmm. him a lecture. I'm assuming that's a sister or sister. a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, he probably comes full circle. And then there was the other one 
um, the other clip where she's running full speed down the hall and does a major jump and straddle. Yeah. On one of the dudes. Aaron, and, uh, I mean, Andrew into Andrew's yeah. arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that was severe risk of injury for her and for him. Um, <laughs> so it's going to get a brick wall. He can handle it. I think it is going to get interesting. I think next week is going to be, it looks like Mike P gets a one-on-one because they're all in white. And um, I think maybe Greg gets another one-on-one because she feels like he needs that since he oh, he got the very first date, which was five weeks ago. So he needs some alone time. But if he I had to guess, I would say the final three are Blake, Andrew, and Greg. And I don't I don't know what happens to Greg if he flips out and leaves, and then she's left with Blake and Andrew, and she's going to go with the one who says I love you. Do you think anyone- I still don't? I don't think she ends up with anyone though, because if you look at any of her. Uh, any of her interviews right now, there's no spark in her eyes. She's she's trying really hard to fake it and is not doing a good job. Same look that Matt James had. He just looks sad in the eyes after his season. Whenever you have to do all the promos and interviews and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I think um, I do think you're. Right. I think Greg Greg may freak out. I think Matt, Michael clearly removes himself for his son. And I guess you're right. That would lead Justin and Blake, and who knows what happens. I know. Um, the hometowns um, are going to be interesting. When are they? Two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Next week, it goes from six to four. I'm curious to see if Mockingjay Canadian, uh, he won't get a hometown, but I'm curious to see if that guy has any siblings that have hair similar to his. <laughs> I hope so. That would be awesome. We got like the whole family had that hair, like. Yeah, they have like a Von Trapp family band or something. That would be cool. Wearing curtains. (laughs) High on a hill was a lonely goat herd. Lay, hood, lay, hood, lay. Loud was the voice of the lonely goat herd. Lay, hood, lay, hood, Folks in a town that was quite remote heard lay, hood, lay, hood, lay. Lusty and clear from the goat herd's throat heard lay, hood, lay, hood, Hey, thank y'all for listening. I wanted to let you know that we have a bachelor bracket together with the amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy, and takes about 30 seconds to fill out. Come join the fun. And if you'd like to read a recap of the sixth episode of Katie's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes and subscribe. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. And until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Oh, lady, 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 oh,